0: Are you a musician interested in improving your performance? Welcome to Notes on Jazz. I'm your host, Keith Davis. If you want to learn more about jazz improvisation, harmony, and composition, or just want to improve your piano skills, this is the place for you. We'll be hosting interviews with fellow musicians, offering tips and techniques on study and practice, and lots of other cool stuff. Whatever instrument you play, or if you're a vocalist, you will find something helpful and interesting here. So come hang out with us at Notes on Jazz. Hi, this is Keith. I'm glad you're here at Notes on Jazz. We're going to have a lot of fun, and I hope you'll find a lot of helpful, useful things here. I thought I would start by introducing myself and talking about what got me into jazz and into music in general. I've been a professional jazz pianist and composer since 1980, when I was 19 years old. I've played thousands of gigs with hundreds of musicians, and I've taught lots of students as well. I still love playing and writing and teaching after all these years. Before I start to talk about my own experience, let me ask you a few questions. What brings you here? What's your interest? How did you become interested in jazz? How did you get into music in the first place? What's your motivation for wanting to learn more about it? For me, I grew up in music. My parents were both involved in church music. My father was a choir director, and my mom played the piano. My father was in the Air Force as well. Wherever we went with the Air Force, my parents would find a church that needed help with the music, and they loved it, you know, and so did I. So I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church singing in choirs and youth groups and hearing my mom and dad sing and play. My dad started letting me sing with the adult choir when I was 11. I knew all the music because I was there for all the rehearsals. When I was little, I remember they would have people come over to the house for parties where they would sing gospel songs around the piano. I think that stuff probably doesn't even exist anymore. So in a way, I was very fortunate to experience that. My mom said I started singing harmony when I was five years old, and I'm sure that's from sitting next to her in church and hearing her sing harmony. She sang alto and my dad sang tenor, so they both sang harmony parts. So I've always heard that and done it. It kind of came naturally to me because of that And that brings up an important point. Music is not all about theory and learning notes and learning how to read music and all that stuff. Although those things are very important, I would not discount that at all. But music is for your ears, for listening. You hear it and you feel it, and that's how you get it inside you. That's how you get it in your soul, as they say. As Charles Mingus says on one of his albums. So it's about learning to hear and listen. In looking back, I see that that's something that really appealed to me about jazz. A friend of mine who just passed away not long ago, who was one of the great pianists of my generation, Frank Kimbrough, once said to me that he realized that what we were playing was folk music. Jazz is folk music, and that means it's an oral tradition. That means you learn it by listening and by playing with other people, and by learning from older musicians who are more experienced. It comes out of a shared cultural experience. That's one important aspect of learning about jazz. And that's one of my motivations for doing this podcast, to share my experience of playing and learning and teaching, to share how I've sort of gotten to this point where I feel like doing this, where I feel like sharing this with people. I started out taking piano lessons when I was eight years old, and wherever we went, my mom would find me a piano teacher. When I was about 15, my dad retired from the Air Force and we moved back to Georgia. My cousin Tony, who lived next door, was into kind of the pop jazz at the time, uh, like Crusaders and... Chuck Mangione, these people were very popular at that time. And uh, in fact, I heard Chuck Mangione in concert a couple times back then. And Steely Dan was also influential uh, for me. It was pop music, but it was really influenced by jazz. And uh, they used a lot of jazz musicians on their recordings as well. So I started listening to that music and I started really liking it, thinking, that's really cool. You know, I'd like to know more about that. I'd like to know how to do that. And uh, that's sort of how I started out in jazz. And I started looking into it. You know, I started, I read a book about the history of jazz and I started looking into it, listening to records and, and, uh, you know, finding out about all these different musicians. It was really a really exciting time for me. So one of the things that appealed to me about jazz was the fact that it's supposed to be about freedom of expression. Supposedly jazz is about freedom of expression. And some people say all art is supposed to be about freedom of expression, But what does that mean? Expression of what? That's a big topic that we'll get more into as we proceed with this podcast. I'll just say that freedom of expression comes from discipline. It's not just random. You don't just go out and start throwing paint on the wall, right? Or maybe you do, but then maybe you say to yourself, you know, if I developed some skill, if I chose the right colors better, and I learned how to throw the paint a little more skillfully, you know, maybe I could express what I'm trying to say a little more clearly. First, you have to have something to express, and you have to gather knowledge and experience and tools that you can use to craft things so that you can communicate clearly. That's something I learned early on about this music. It takes study and practice and self-discipline. I was lucky enough to find a good teacher in Atlanta when I was about 16. His name was Ted Howe. I went to see him every week for about three years. I went to Georgia State University and played in the jazz band, and I had my own first band then too, which was called The Jazz Conspiracy. Then in 1982, I went to Berkeley College of Music for a semester. It was a short period of time, but it was great. It was great to be able to go out and hear live jazz, you know, and great jazz musicians around the city and cool clubs. And I had a trio at school that I play with. In fact, I'm still friends with one of my trio mates from back in Berkeley. So anyway, after that, I came home and started playing gigs. I went on the road with some bands. I played with the Glenn Miller Band, and I played on some cruise ships. I've toured with the Artie Shaw Orchestra, and I played with Matt Guitar Murphy from the Blues Brothers. And I think it's fair to say that I've learned as much from just playing gigs as I have from any teaching I got, but all of it is essential. Of course, you need some skill on your instrument, whatever your instrument is, whether you're a pianist or a vocalist or whatever instrument you play. You do need some skill on your instrument. And then, of course, you have to understand the theoretical part. You need to know harmony and form and structure. Jazz is all about harmony, unless you're playing free jazz. And even that came out of or was started by people who understood this harmony. Uh, that's another big topic. We'll talk about that again more as we get more into this podcast. So I would say playing jazz is like hearing, learning to hear harmony, like learning to internalize it along with melody and rhythm. And it happens in the present moment we're learning listening and responding in the present moment i haven't even used the word improvisation yet but there it is a large part of playing jazz is improvisation that means we're making it up as we go along maybe more accurately we're responding in real time to what is going on around us it doesn't necessarily mean starting from zero every time you play This is another huge topic that we'll spend a lot of time on. Improvisation is a huge topic to talk about. So my challenge to you is, if you're interested in this music, ask yourself what it is about this that interests you. What brought you here? Are you interested in being a better performer? Do you want to develop your piano skills? All jazz musicians need keyboard skills because the harmony is keyboard-based. If you're a vocalist, it really helps to be able to accompany yourself at the piano as well as come up with your own charts and you know know the keys that you sing in, all these kind of things that are important. Do you want to know how to prepare for gigs or performances? Are you a vocalist or any instrumentalist who wants to be prepared to sit in at jam sessions? Maybe you're interested in composing your own music and performing it. If any of this appeals to you, I can help you. I'm here to offer my skill and experience to help you get to where you want to go musically. I offer online consultations and teaching. I'll be posting videos and online courses about specific topics. And you can find out more about all this in the podcast notes and in future episodes and on my website. I hope you find this interesting and inspiring. And I look forward to hearing from you and seeing you again here at Notes on Jazz. Thanks for checking out Notes on Jazz. If you want to communicate with me, I offer free consultations. Just check the podcast notes for a link. You can also find a link to my website for CDs, downloads, and videos. See you next time at Notes on Jazz.